Hello and welcome back to Remember This, a nostalgia podcast where we revisit all the things that made the 90s and noughties brilliant. From kids TV shows to niche movies, toys, games and everything in between. My name is Matthew Bentley Viney and I am joined today by... Gemma Bentley Viney. And we do this because we like dipping back into nostalgia and, and kind of reveling in it. So if you like that too, then you're in the right place and share it with all your friends, basically. Just thought I'd get that out of the way, first thing off the bat. But Gemma, how are you? I am good. I've lost track of days in kind of lockdown. My furlough has been extended. Well, you've just made an order for some puzzles and things, haven't you? So yeah, I've stocked keeping up. yourself yeah, I've stocked active. Up a, yeah, exactly. I've stocked up on some new books and a new puzzle to try and kind of keep me busy how big is the puzzle? Is it 500 pieces again or 1,000? No, 1,000. Oh, so that's going to be this table. Yeah, I know. We're going to have to be podcasting oh, on our laps again because the puzzle's going to take up all <laughs> the room. But yeah, we try to think what we've done. What can we... Oh, we've watched a lot of good stuff. Watched uh, You've Got Mail. Very yes. good. I'd never seen it. Um, really yeah, enjoyed it. Me and Matt both realised we haven't watched a lot of kind of the 90s kind of rom-coms, I guess you'd call them. I've read a lot of Nora Ephron's books, but not actually watched a lot of her movies. So yeah, I've done You've Got Mail. Sliding Doors. I really liked Sliding Doors. If you want to hear Gwyneth Paltrow with a pretty hokey British accent, that's the place to go and see it. Yeah, her British accent wasn't good, but I liked her like, I don't know. I liked her in it though. I liked her character. I thought she was cool. And we're going to watch When Harry Met Sally. We watched Three Identical Strangers last night, which was fascinating. That was really good. Yes. Again, I'd read quite a few articles about that story, but it was very interesting to see it all laid out because it's such a complex story about the three identical strangers. Would recommend that. It's only like an hour and a half on Netflix. Mm. So it's quite a, it's not, it's not, it doesn't take up too, yeah, it doesn't take up too much of your time. And we've started rewatching Modern Family. Oh, that's brilliant. I'm always just constantly rewatching Sex and the City in some way. So, yeah, we've mainly been watching the telly. Oh, and uh, taking care of our dog, yeah. taking little Meg out on the common. Yeah, and doing lots of Zoom calls and Skyping yeah. with family. So, yeah, that's kind of what we've been doing. We finished Normal People, which we both loved. Uh, one of the best kind of book adaptations I've seen in a while. Well, actually, no, because Little Women, I didn't see that long ago. No, but for the small screen, for television, yeah. I think it's really good, isn't it? They did a very good job. But today, we are going way back to the 1960s for one series. And then the other is a childhood kind of classic for us, but it really shouldn't have been. If you consider when it was released and how old we were. We were too old to be watching it. I don't it. understand why everyone was speaking about it we and knew about it. We used to sing it. And why, why are we not embarrassed? Well, let's let the cat out of the bag. I mean, it's in the title, but... And Matt, would you like to introduce Top Cat? Top Cat! The most effectual Top Cat! Top Cat is an American and animated sitcom produced by Hanna-Barbera Productions and originally broadcast in prime time on the ABC network. 
The show aired 30 episodes in a weekly evening time slot from September 27, 1961 to April 18, 1962. The show was a ratings failure in primetime, but later found a receptive audience on Saturday morning children's programming. Set in the alleys of New York, Top Cat tells a story of a gang of low-life cats with a charismatic leader, Top Cat. With ability and mischief, Top Cat will always try to get rich gambling, to eat for free or to play jokes on someone. But he is always being watched by Officer Dibble, who is very strict and fierce with them, but in fact is a friend to all of them. I was shocked that when I learned this, because this is one of the oldest kids TV kind of cartoons. Well, definitely animated. Yeah, and I had no, I used to watch this growing up and I had no idea it is from the 60s. Early 60s yeah. too, not even like late, you know, 1962. It's very early on. It was, I think their style was very timeless in a way where it wasn't trend-based at all, which did mean mm. that you, we could watch it in the 90s and it wasn't like the clothes or the music or anything like that. It wasn't like, whoa, that's a throwback and it's really kind of 60s style. Yeah, I had, couldn't believe it that this is a program like my parents watched and then later on I watched growing up too. Well, I think it's because Hanna-Barbera did so many of the kind of classics and they've lasted. Yeah, exactly. Yogi Bear, The Jetsons, like you said, Flintstones, Scooby-Doo. Oh, wow. They're pretty good pedigree. Yeah, the drawings, it's probably the best thing about it, in my opinion. So they're 25-minute episodes and I had no idea this was on primetime television. So I was shocked when I found that out. It made a lot of sense to me when we rewatched it that they tried to kind of make this for adults. Or for families, yeah. anyway. Not, it wasn't just aimed at children, it was aimed at families. Because it's not exactly X-rated or anything, is it? There's no swearing or no, anything like but that. It, but they don't kind of cater to the language. It, even when we were watching it, it wasn't one of those ones you could have on in the background. You kind of had to pay attention to what was happening to actually be able to follow the storyline. Yeah, true. It asked a lot, but it wasn't, it was too long. I mean, yeah. it shouldn't have been 30 minute episodes. It should have split it into two and did the two fifteens. but it wasn't that slow compared to some of the other things we've watched from kind of the 60s, 70s, mm. where it feels like, like Watcher of Mother. I felt like an eternity was passing. So, whereas with this, it kind of moved along pretty quick, but I had forgotten what Top Cat sounded like because I did watch this growing up. He's like a proper Tony Soprano. Yeah. I always thought of him being like, had a cute little voice, but says, like, hey, what you doing, Tony? Hey, come on. What you doing, you broad? And I was like, oh, well, Top Cat, you're being so rude. <laughs> I thought he was nice. I think that's one of the ways they definitely try and aim it towards family and try to do that whole kind of Saturday evening TV because it was literally an adult, well, a family sitcom, but with cartoon cats. You could have the exact same script and storyline and adults could do it. A hundred percent. It's not kind of really related to, but it's an animal. It, it's ignored. Yeah, that that's true. cats. Yeah, it really reminds me of um, Only Fools and Horses for yeah. some reason. I think it's because it's that, you know, cheeky chappy, get rich quick schemes, that kind of thing. But yeah, maybe this was kind of an inspiration. For kind of cheeky, horses. but not rude. So mm. it could, kind of could be watched by families. And again, considering I think most 
I think it'd be quite a hard task to find someone who hasn't watched Top Cat or well, hasn't especially heard in of the Top UK because this used to be on most mornings. I swear it, was, it was on Boomerang as well. It was on Boomerang, but I swear it was, it was on, on BBC. It was. It was on BBC, and because there was only thirty episodes. Yeah, that shocked me too, because I thought it had been around for years and years and years, but no, it was like one series. And for it to be as popular as it is, and for those 30 episodes to have been played in the 60s, 70s, 80s and 90s, and possibly longer than that too, you'd think they'd have made more. Yeah, I was shocked. Really shocked, to be honest. I guess back in those days, it cost a lot of money, and they would have had a budget that was catering towards the primetime slot. Yeah. So that would have reflected it. Then moving it to a children's slot would have meant smaller budgets. Maybe they wouldn't have been able to recreate the what they did. was quite expensive. I know that they actually, they were inspired by people from kind of comedy shows and from kind of gangster TV shows as well. And they used those actual same actors to voice the characters in Top Cat. Oh, okay. I've got a little bit of history for you. Top Cat and his gang were inspired by the East Side Kids characters from the series of 1940s B-movies. But their more immediate roots lay in the Phil Silver show, which was a 1955 to 1959 military comedy. And did you know that Top Cat was actually called Boss Cat yes. in the UK? I think this is Mandela effect. I do not remember that ever being called Boss Cat, ever. I, well, it all well, makes did they sense. change the lyrics to the song? Like, no, Buscat? they didn't. And I remember parts of this. So I'm, this is, this is legit. So Top Cat debuted on 16th of May, 1962 under its original name, but only after four weeks, it was renamed to the Boss Cat on oh, 13th of June, 1962. It just doesn't have the same ring to it, does it? This was then shortened to just Boss Cat. And the rapid name change was made because Top Cat was also the name of a then popular British brand of cat food. And the cartoon was aired on the BBC, which cannot carry any advertising. The dialogue and theme tune stayed the same, and they still referred to the character by his original name. But a very small cut was made at the climax of the opening credit, resulting in a slight jump in the film. Yeah, I mean, that's ridiculous. I remember there always being a slight jump, though. It's like there'd always Do be like you? a crackle. Yeah, there's always like a... No, I don't remember Because it used to like really bother me. But I can see on your notes here that in 1999, Top Cat, the food company, were discontinued, which yes. meant that we could all go back to the fun and games of Top Cat, the TV show, not Boss Cat, which Boss Cat has such weird connotations for me. Top Cat sounds like cheeky and fun, boss cat I'm like oh this is serious yeah what's the boss cat doing today it's like the sopranos or something it's a bit like um aristocats sort of mm. kind of character where he's like a little bit he's a little bit cheeky he's like a stray cat you know trying to be all posh whereas yeah. boss cat is just a bit like well does he murder people does he tell people off <laughs> yeah is he mean <laughs> exactly so maybe that's why well, do you... So, seriously, you remember it being Boss I remember, Cat? I know. I don't remember it being called. So, you would have been called. under six when I this don't, happened. <laughs> don't so I'm, just, I'm yeah, just questioning. I don't remember it being called Boss Cat. But I remember whenever we used to watch Top Cat, there would be like a glitch. Is this because you watched it on VHS? Was this on normal no, telly? No, it was on normal TV. And it used to really bother me because it'd be like, oh, something's wrong with the TV. Oh, no, it's back to normal now. And it used to always bother me. And then I realised, oh, no, it's just whenever we're watching the beginning of Top Cat. No, but is this... 
is your mind associated? Did that really happen? Do you because remember? Because what I'm saying is you've read this, right. so you know no. the facts. Are you going back because memory isn't always right. I factual. just want to take you back to an earlier episode. I remember this when we watched Come Outside. And I said, I remember there being an episode where Pippin had to save her from a fire. Yeah, true. And you were like, no, no, no. We went through all the episodes and there was none about fire. And then we found it and there was. What? So because you got that one example right, does that mean I can't ever question your memory no, again? Is that what you're saying? I'm telling you. I oh, no, remember. you're telling me. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, you're telling me now. So you're I correct. I remember the glitch. Okay. And it used to bother me. And I used to think there was something wrong with the telly. And there wasn't. And I realized whenever this show's on, there's a glitch. So did six-year-old Gemma at the time go, oh, that's because obviously... Top Cat, the food company, no. around. So they've had to change the name to Boss Cat. I just thought. And you remember having that conversation? No, yeah. I just <laughs> remember there being a glitch and it used to bug me. Okay. Well, I will confess, I don't remember it ever being called Boss Cat. That just. I don't blew remember my being mind. called Boss Cat. I just remember there being like a little jump, a little glitch. Yeah, I don't, re- I don't remember that. But I did watch Top Cat a lot and I even recognized bits of this episode. Really? Seriously, yeah. Because it's weird, isn't it? That why would we be watching this when it... It's clearly not aimed at children. No, it's not. Like, it really, really isn't. And this episode wasn't either. No. So the episode we watched was Top Cat Falls in Love. Which I thought, oh, this... the good thing about Top Cat, actually, from the episode we watched, even though it was made in the early 60s, there wasn't any sexism, there wasn't any racism, and there wasn't any isms at all. Uh, I mean, there was a little bit of sexism. It had like that pun at the end because he fancied this hot nurse and then he got his comeuppance uh, when she then got replaced for this like ugly... Oh, come on. Jim, we're talking about the 1960s. I know. I'm just saying it's sexist. I'm just saying that's... the only thing we're picking out, it's done a good job. It's done a good job. I'm just saying that that, that's like a boring, I mean, considering when we watched Zack and Cody, Disney, 2000s, and we had a lot to say about the mistakes. Well, not that the mistakes, was uh, and that was like uh, late 2000s. Exactly. So what I'm saying is we got to give it to Top Cat. Yeah. TC has done a good job here. Yeah, and that is what he's often called us. I love TC. it when he called him TC. Hey, TC, what's going on? I love TC. It is odd rewatching it because it is clearly not, it is not aimed at children, this show. Well, I think the funniest thing is that your favourite part was the outro sequence. Yeah, the sequence <laughs> is amazing. It's like always been my favourite. This is, I used to watch Top Cat so I could watch the outro sequence. Well, maybe before we speak about the episode itself, we should talk about the title sequences in the song. And the outro sequence. If we're going to talk about the opening sequence. No, definitely. uh, Definitely. I said sequences. Sequences. Yeah, 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 definitely. The theme tune is amazing. It's like the old school Hollywood. It's classic. It's, it's just brilliant. Lovely song. Great lyrics. It is very memorable. And also... The kind of fills you with joy opening sequence as well to go along with the song. It tells you everything you need to know. It does. It's very it shows clever. him conning people and trying to eat at the fancy restaurants and but he's not like doing anything too bad. It's a Oh, he's just being cheeky. He's, being cheeky. You know, he, he's the lovable rogue, which we see in film and television so often, yeah. where we know they're criminals, but for some reason that's okay. They're only little criminals. Because if we knew criminals in our day-to-day lives, I don't think we would approve of what they do, but because it's on telly and because it's like, oh, well, you know, they're not our friends, we can enjoy this. And he's all smart and he wears this nice little hat. I've always found that really odd in TV shows and films, why we give them a free pass. 
So the sequence is really cute. So you see that in the start and the song's really lovely. And I'm giving the song like a nine out of 10. I love it. I just remember, even though we just watched it today, all I remember though is Top Cat. Top Cat. Top Cat. We see, you just know. Top Cat. I mean, that's not He's knowing. the leader of the gang. But with Arthur, we actually know all the words. Yeah, true. So Whereas I'm not giving Top it a 10. Cat, we do just know. No, Top Cat. Do you not, you appreciate the, the music. Da, 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 da. The, I can't the even remember it now. craftsmanship of the music. Yeah, I'd say it's a seven. Okay, fair play. And um, would you like to explain to us what the kind of outro is? I think more TV shows should have an outro. Well, Balamori did as well. I really, I'm a fan of an outro. Um, so this outro is, you followed him out through like, you know, the story and then it's him going to bed because it's the end. It's like nighttime. I'm assuming it was originally been made to kind of maybe on at like six, seven o'clock. Mm. So it might be if you're with watching with a family, it's now children time to go to bed and get ready for bed themselves. But it's Top Cat. He goes to his dustbin where he lives and wow. he gets ready for bed and above his dustbin he's got like a little telephone box like a one like on the um, lamppost and he opens up and that's where his toothbrush is and he cleans his teeth and then he puts his pajamas on and then he puts his eye mask on and then he puts yeah, his earplugs on and he gets into his bin and goes to bed and it's just so cozy and i've always liked kind of small cozy little places maybe not a dustbin but you know <laughs> It just made it look really lovely. And I was just like, oh, look at him getting ready for bed. It was lovely. It was, it's a nice way to end it. The only thing is that when I used to click on and it would be that, I'd be like, oh, is it the start or the end? Because I'd forget. And I'd be like, oh, for God's sake. Because then it goes straight to an advert. I'm like, oh, another advert. Great. <laughs> but in this episode, so it's called Top Cat Falls in Love. And basically, TC's best mate, the blue cat, is ill and he's in hospital he's with tonsils uh, out? tonsillitis that's that's right top cat and the gang visit him and he's like, oh are you okay mate oh and you're coming out oh we miss you but actually top cat is quite insensitive doesn't care he's like come on let's go he's fine let's get out of here whereas the others are like oh i just want to see him see how he is well top cat originally didn't want to go at all but then he's very selfish got into a bit of a scrap with the policeman he was saying, you need to be tidying up. And, you know, and he's like, oh, well, you know, actually, I need to go see my friend in hospital. And he does the sob story. So the policeman kind of Gets goes, him out of it. you know what? Well, yeah, all right. Yeah, you can you can go see a friend. Sorry to hear that. And then in steps the nurse. Was it Lucy Lou? Miss Lou or something like she's that? Just, it's just a sexy kitten nurse. Yeah, it was a kitten nurse who was pink. Yeah. And he falls in love with her or he's at the very least infatuated mm -hmm. and he suddenly changes his tone completely oh no this is the worst thing that's happened he's staying in there with him he keeps joking that the, not joking but saying that the cat's gonna die so he needs to stay with him at all times he's his best friend the others don't care but he really does they need to nurse him back to health he's being actually quite pesty and quite uh like lechy as well yeah. on this nurse and the nurse is just trying to do her job and then he even kind of goes to length where he tries to make his friend a little bit sicker. Well, not sicker, but he like shoves some flowers under his nose so he starts coughing again. So they're like, oh no, he must stay in longer. This is all relatively easy to follow though. I was like, yeah, yeah, okay, I, I get it. The last 15 minutes, I got very confused at. Well, no, so basically he goes into the doctor's office 
And um, he's talking about his friend saying, oh, no, he's, he's got to stay here much longer. And the doctor saying, no, he's fine. He's just had his tonsils out. He'll be, back, he'll be out tomorrow. And Topcat realizes, oh, hang on a minute. What's this book on the desk? And the doctor has written a book on strange diseases from the Arctic Circle. So the next day, Topcat comes back in a big old Eskimo coat. Yeah. And he claims to be an Eskimo. And he starts talking about all the symptoms you get with blubberitis. So he's been eating blubber burgers. He's got a uh, feverish hands. He falls over because he's dizzy. Yeah, he's dizzy and he's sweaty. So the doctor immediately says, right, you need to go into, you need to stay in hospital because we've only had two patients ever have this. And they were penguins and they both died. Oh, wait. Uh, also, that's really bleak. That there's something saying it's not a kids' TV show, is it? Oh well, the other people had this died. Yeah, but um, he's obviously, and also we haven't mentioned yet. There's canned laughter in this. Is there's, there? There's an audience. Did you not hear them? There's that's, an audience laughing along, and I was like, oh, that's that's strange. It's, is that the first kids' TV show we've seen with canned laughter? No, I think one of the Disney ones has. Sweet Life, I think did. Yeah, but it was strange for this, considering it was a. It's a cartoon. cartoon. It's not live action. It's a cartoon. <laughs> it's not so, like, oh, is it filmed live? Well, so we're imagining they've got an audience sat there, then just played them a cartoon. Like, that's odd, isn't it? So TC is then admitted to hospital and the nurse is there giving him massages with his feet. He's loving it. This is amazing for him. And he keeps talking about her and he can't wait to blah, blah, blah. Feel and better and feel marry better her. And marry and... her. And she's never really responded in a positive way. No. So you're like, okay, where's this going to go then? And then the next day, the doctor comes back. Oh, you're also missing another weird bit where... What was that? All of his friends obviously now think Top Cat's dying. Oh, yeah. for some reason, all of a sudden, it's like Top Cat loves Christmas. And he's got TC's going to miss Christmas. They were saying, yeah, he loves Christmas. And because it's going to be... He won't make it to Christmas because it's May. So they bring Christmas to him. Yeah. It's very sweet. So they make it all Christmassy there. And Top Cat doesn't really understand why they're doing it. He's like, okay. He, he just wants <laughs> to spend more time with the nurse. And his mates keep getting in the way. So then the resolution is that the doctor comes in and tells them the bad news that the cat, the nurse, has moved, was it to Florida? Has moved away and has married a doctor. It's all happened very quickly. It's all happened very, very quickly. Because he's saying how, you know, Cupid's arrow is struck and top cat thinks that he's talking about her falling in love with him and he's like oh well you know it was going to happen eventually you know no one can resist these charms so then he's devastated when he finds out that the the cat's gone without even saying bye and then he gets his new nurse who's a matronly ugly nurse with a monobrow and he's horrified maybe he's horrified because it's not a cat maybe because it was a human it's a human they mix it up yeah. And then... It should have been a dog. They should have made it a dog. He convinces her that she has gone mad and she's having a delusion because it's now all of a sudden Christmas. And he's like, what do you mean? She's like, why is there Christmas decoration? He's like, there's no Christmas decorations. It's May. So he makes her think that she's imagined the Christmas tree and the Christmas cards and decorations. So then she runs away. And he escapes. And he escapes, Yeah. And that's the end. That's Top Cat. See, it's quite confusing. Even trying to remember that now, I'm like, and then there's a Christmas thing. Well, it's, a... it's written like a proper sitcom. Yeah. It feels like a, well, yeah, primetime sitcom, really. But 
I, I find it really hard to believe that back then in the 60s, they had animated shows as primetime TV slots. I can't remember if these were primetime as such, but obviously they had Bewitched. Yeah, well, that wasn't And animated. then you had Jean Genie. Was it Jean Genie? No, that's a Dave Barry song. Wait, maybe it is. You know, there's like it's like Bewitched, but she's a genie. That was another big one. It sounds great. It was actually really good. And um, I used to watch them in gold sometimes. And they were kind of, they had cartoon opening sequences, but then it was um, live action. But they were kind of that sort of, it was clearly aimed at kind of families and it would be on in the evenings a lot of the time or kind of afternoons, but it was also very child friendly. What I thought was really lovely about it is that our parents have an affinity with Top Cat. They remember that and, you know, their children watched it too and had that. So I think that's really lovely as a common ground there, whereas with a lot of shows these days, there isn't. I think The Simpsons manages to do it. I can see... Um, There's not that many shows, though, where you do the whole family get to get a kick out of it. Yeah, I can see why. Um, So Halifax used... Oh, yeah. They've also used Flintstones. I think they've also used Scooby-Doo. So obviously it's the Hanna-Barbera connection. Um, For their, I think it's mainly for mortgages, adverts. So I can see why that was a good choice for them because it is these shows. It's really weird. I wish Top Cat, that wasn't his voice. Because I think the drawing is amazing, like the character. And obviously in all the adverts, he he doesn't talk, does he? He does talk. Not in the adverts, I don't think. Sure he does. But I can see why Halifax chose that group because obviously there's not many TV shows where people in their kind of 50s and 60s and 40s and whatever can relate to it and then people in their 20s also can so that's very hard to do because even if you sort of said okay soaps like coronation street and eastenders they've been running for years but obviously the characters always change so Mm. my you know view on coronation street would be very different to kind of those of someone in their 60s yeah that's true i just kind of wish with this tv show i enjoyed it i didn't love it but I wish that um, Top Cat, the character, was a bit more likable. I didn't find mm. him that likable. He's a, he was a bit of a dick in well, this. Well, it's one of these odd ones again where normally in kids' TV shows, such as Teletubbies, Tweenies, they are clearly children. They try and do mm. characters as children. And in The Night Garden and whatever they kind of do often like cartoons as well, they're clearly meant to be children. Yeah. Whereas in Top Cat, there was no children. There was no child voices. There was no child characters. And I think often children can get away with a bit more. Yeah. I he's an adult just... man doing stupid things, but he's also a cat. I don't think he was funny enough for it to forgive him. Because, mm. you, you know, we, we like bumbling characters. Homer Simpson yeah. is a he's selfish... He's too smart. I think Top Cat's yeah. too smart. Maybe. And he's, he's too ahead he's of everybody foolish, else. He's not foolish, is he? No, that's true. A lot of them... But then the most comparable character I can think of compared to Top Cat is TJ from Recess. And I'm thinking, why is he... Because he's young. Because he's young and you sort of think he's trying to be older. He's trying his best. Whereas when it's like... I imagine Top Cat, if he was like a real person... He's in his 40s I was going to say, this guy's in his 40s. Oh, wait, we did miss out one funny bit where um, basically he goes back to kind of try his pickup lines oh yeah the, nurse, the weird maternity but he ward. goes into the maternity ward by accident and he's talking to all the guys in there because he thinks they're all after nurses too so they're obviously talking about their daughters and things and he's talking about his nurse and he's like oh yeah you know lots of hair down to her hips oh yeah and he's like what's yours like and they're like well mine's bald and he's like oh okay 
And, and yeah, one of them's like, oh, you know, she's on the bottle at the moment. Two bottles a day and she's up all night screaming. He's like, oh, yeah, I hate those. Like, There's a lot of adult <laughs> so, humor yeah, in there. Yeah, started crawling on the floor. He's like, well, after two bottles, you would be. Yeah. So, I mean, that, is, oh, well, that, that was a quite fun well. sequence. Yeah, we enjoyed we, that. Yeah, we did enjoy that. You don't seem so happy, sir. I just hope this isn't like the last one. Why? What was wrong with her? Nothing but a problem. She'd take a bottle at eight o'clock and polish it off. Then at two in the morning, yell her head off for another one. Boy, what a swinger. She'd drink them all by herself, huh? Just like that, every drop. And keep the whole neighborhood awake. Yeah, you mean singing and playing the piano and breaking things, huh? Mostly with her loud crying. Oh, that kind, yeah. Oh, they're the worst, the worst. But yeah, on the whole, I think I would give Top Cat like a seven out of ten. I think I'd agree. I'd give it a seven. I think it's important to acknowledge the achievement that it is that both we watched it, our parents have watched it, and there's very, very, very few. I think this is probably the first TV show we've t- spoken about where we can say that. Yeah, there's that's been a true. few that have been, you know, remade. So Bill and Ben was obviously from kind of Watch with Mother Days, and then they remade it in the '90s where they were all in color and they looked very different um so i guess you could kind of say both have an affinity with that but it wasn't the exact same episode the exact same style well i think we also we need to dive into those sort of tv shows with like scooby-doo uh wacky races like there's a lot there that did survive and made it onto cartoon network and got a new lease of life i'm surprised do you think top cat would ever come back they'd ever do a new top cat because obviously scooby-doo's had many yeah renaissances there might be there might be something in the contracts with mm. the um with the actors involved flintstones they've tried to do that a few times mm. they've done a live action i mean obviously because they're cats you can't really do a live action oh well i mean it. you can and then you get cats so you, <gasps> you, you can do that and then you end up with a monstrosity so but i'm surprised they've never done anything kind yeah, of yeah use that property and did, did it they must have done films of top cut there was a film of it, a cartoon yeah, I film i swear there was i remember there being a film but well done tc it was nice spending 30 minutes in your company i'd rather it was 15 though and uh we paid for this we watched it on youtube so the whole series is on there they're uh, 1.99 yeah. an episode so if you get, want a flavor of it go on there or if you've you're lucky enough to have a Sky subscription. I'm sure they're still on Boomerang or Cartoon Network, something yeah. like that. So, yeah, if you've watched it or if you're a big fan, please let us know. Remember this question mark at gmail.com and it's question mark as in the word, not the symbol. Yeah, please let us know, though. All right, Gemma, would you like to introduce the second TV show of this episode, which is Balamori? Balamori is a British educational live action children's programme on BBC One, BBC Two and CBBS for preschool children. It's about a fictional small island community off the west coast of Scotland named Balamori. 
Four series were produced between 2002 and 2005 by BBC Scotland, with 254 episodes made, including a DVD-exclusive Christmas episode. The programme was created by Brian Jameson. Balamori was filmed mostly in Tobermory on the Isle of Mull, with the exception of scenes at Archie's Castle filmed in West Lothian, and other scenes such as the nursery and park which were filmed in Glasgow. This is classic British television. Well, considering, so we were working it out. We both watched this TV show. I remember when everyone was talking about it at school, me being very aware we were all far too old for it. But I don't think we all watched it in terms of, oh, entertain us. I think it was more, I used to watch it when I was ill. So if I was ill off school, this would come on at like half eight, nine o'clock and I'd just keep it on. And it Why was, not? I used to watch it, I think, after school. No, it was was mornings. Was it mornings? Yeah, I swear it was. Because in 2002, you would have been how old? 11. And I would have been 10? 9? 9? And considering it is aimed at kind of preschool, like it features some children that episodes, and these are toddlers. They're like two, three years old. It's like we've said so many times about the kind of um, kids shows where... You watch them when you're hungover, you watch them when you're ill, and if you just want something in the background to soothe you a bit, you put this kind of thing on. I remember everyone kind of always singing the theme song and laughing about that sort of thing. I think it was very, very catchy theme song. Oh, it's iconic. So, I mean, both the theme tunes in this episode have been absolute icons. Yeah, I would say I prefer the Balamori one. Do you? Yeah, I'd give it an eight. No, I see, I would give it an eight, but then I gave Top Cat a nine, so... Top Cat is, is a better theme tune. I think Balamori is more memorable. And I think the reason we all spoke about it when we were 9, 10, 11, when we were far too old to be watching it, it is because everyone knew the theme song and sing the theme song. and They were very clever as well with their choice of location and the coloured houses. Yeah. And it was very recognisable and it sticks with you. 100%. So there are eight central characters in Balamori. Each character wears a distinctive colour of clothing, like pink or yellow, and lives in a house of the same colour. For example, Archie lives in a pink castle and wears a pink jumper. So the nursery teacher, Miss Hooley, is a framing character and narrator for each episode. So she introduces the programme and the problem which needs to be solved and summarises the story at the end of the episode. So this, I thought, the episode kind of outlines of Balamori is one of the best we've actually seen. And it was a perfect blend, I think, of kind of the watch with mother. Mm. And then you've also, and the likes of like the tweenies. So it still creeps me out though, when she breaks the fourth wall and you're not expecting it. Like, oh, hello, you're, you're talking at me. Hi there. Hello, how are you? That's good. It's very odd. I don't like it. I really enjoyed it because she did it very subtly. And this is Miss Hooley we're talking about. Miss Hooley. So she would be like, oh, how are you today? And then look directly and then she'd wait for you to answer and go, oh, lovely. Yeah, but I don't like that. It's an assumption every time that we're good. What if you're there? I, I feel I've got diarrhea. No, but you wouldn't oh, say that. Oh, brilliant. It, like, it, no. It's a well-known fact. Even when you don't feel great, if someone says, oh, you're right. You go, yeah, I'm good. You? no i disagree i disagree it's an assumption and i don't like assumptions and they also do lots of sweet things where they're actually all of the main characters are adults but obviously they're all kind of slightly childlike adults but it's um, (laughs) a great way of kind of telling children certain things so whenever she goes into the shop 
and they do that really lovely small talk about the weather. Oh, what's the weather like? Oh, it's really sunny, isn't it? Oh, lovely. It's a lovely. play day. And then she puts a little sun on like a little weather map, like a little felt weather that map. That's sweet. There's an adult doing that going, oh, I'll put the sun up there then. And I'm like, oh. It's nice. I will also say this is the most kind of inclusive show we've watched yet where it had one mm, of the main true. characters is in a wheelchair they have different ethnicities. It's still not great. It's still oh, kind no, of I've, primarily I've... a white um, cast, but it's most diverse. I think we've actually watched so far. Yeah, I would go along with that as well. Considering this came out, was it 2002? Yeah. I think it's doing a pretty good job yeah. of showing other things than just, you know, like you say, white men and yeah. women. And also it does that thing that I really like where they all have jobs. So they have Miss Hooley's is the, is the like nursery teacher. Then you've got two people that own a little shop. You've the got cafe. someone who, yep, yeah, they own a cafe. You've got someone who is a policeman. You've got someone who is a bus driver, a female bus driver. Yay. And um, I quite like them kind of showing adults doing jobs and still kind of getting about their day-to-day lives. I've always just quite liked that. And enjoying it because like we've said before, there's a lot of TV shows where they're set at school and it's always about leaving school and hating school. And same with work. So, oh, work's boring. Oh. Well, it was quite nice. They're all pretty content in this town. And yeah, I don't know. The thing I found quite funny was, um, so it's very, very Scottish, mm-hmm. yet the music is very Irish to me. Yeah. It's very Celtic. I don't know if you picked up on that as well. I was like, oh, it's, well, it's a bit like doodly doodly. <laughs> yeah basically it's a bit like that the, considering the one thing i was actually quite disappointed in so there's normally around five songs per episode and considering balamori is a such a good song it's a catchy song we all knew I mean, it they know it's good because they bring it back for the end as well but each of the other songs throughout the episode they were rubbish they were absolutely awful yeah, they they weren't uh, gripping, especially the the worst one I in this episode. I can sing any of them. Was the the police song was awful. Oh, we'll we'll put. Can you put a clip of that? Oh, in? of course. It's not great. He's not. He's an annoyed. I felt bad for him. I felt embarrassed for him. <laughs> if I'm being honest, it was just it was an embarrassing character. The song was. He's awful. He's probably like, I want to be a serious actor. Yeah, like I want to do Shakespeare, and then, I don't know. But even was... if you're like, oh, you're going to play the policeman. Oh, cool. No, the policeman loves insects and bugs and birds I'm PC Plum and I tell you what I've done I've pedaled round this island more than once or twice and if you call on me we can make a cup of tea I'll tell you all about the bees and birds and mice yeah his song was bad there was the song about picking up the litter which was well, just see if you can remember it. Oh, I've got that tweeny song on my head. One, two, not three, that. four, five. Go on and catch your fish alive. Well, even when they sang the litter song at the end, they had bits that were really like sped up. You know, like when you've got like those famous songs and there's one bits that nobody knows because it's all of a sudden really fast. The crisp packets went in two by two. Hurrah, hurrah. The crisp packets went in two by two. Hurrah, hurrah. The crisp packets went in two by two A banana skin and some wrappers too And it all went into the bin To keep the place tidy and clean oh, That's really catchy Didn't they do one about um, 
where are they going? What houses are they going to? There was, yes. I swear there was one about that. They do that every week. Then that's another really lovely moment. So you kind of, it's very engaging, I would say as an adult too, but definitely as a child, because it was Miss Hooley introduces it. She speaks directly to you briefly. And then it is a, there's a problem and then it's okay. So who can help with this problem? What house are we going to? And it's like, oh, which coloured house? And they're like, we're going to the pink house to well, see Archie. I, I was upset we didn't go to the pink house. We the didn't pink go. house is like the mansion. It's a castle, isn't it? It's a castle and it's really cool. So that's always quite nice. I like that kind of, it's not as repetitive as the Teletubbies where they literally replay things. But also, yeah, that's true. Because this was 19 minutes and there, there was no repetition apart from the um, intro and outro. They would do recaps no, as well. they weren't that I bad. I liked that. I yeah, liked that little, that bad. it was saying, what have we learned so far? And they would recap it. And I sort of think, ah, oh, it's... That, that's also good if people tune in late. Yes. And it's also kind of hitting those marks that the BBC would have expected where it's like, are you teaching children? Mm. Yeah, we're doing the repetition. So they definitely learn it. And this episode that we watched was all about litter. The litter bug. The litter bug. The ending of this was annoyed me. I was quite, I'm not going to lie. I'll confess something. I was really gripped in this episode <sighs> because it was like hunting for a thief, but obviously not a thief. It was, it reminded me of the Noddy episode we watched where I was genuinely really gripped. Who's doing this? It who's... was a who's done it? Who's yeah. done it? And I was very disappointed with the end results because I was lit. I was honestly like, <gasps> I thought it was going to be a seagull. Yeah, I thought so too, because also they were giving clues almost because when they were discussing so going to the, the different places... Yeah. Uh, you could hear the seagulls in the background and you're like, oh yeah, they could have dragged them over. Because they had to, well, we need to go to the pier. So, and so none of them knew, nobody knew who was doing it. Yeah, so basically lots of litter was going about. Miss Hooley was really annoyed because they're like, but we've taught, you know, the children this song about, you know, putting yeah. your packets and of crisps in the bin. And they're still not doing it. And they're That's still the, not doing it right. using that as a principle, it's like, oh, well, we taught the song about not murdering people, but they're, they're still doing it. And um, maybe we just need to to do a song about staying indoors at the moment. Then maybe people would do that. Maybe we've just not been taught it through song. They speak to some other people at the other houses. They're also having issues. And this, the bus driver, she was sort of saying yes, because she was literally picked up some litter. And then it's two seconds later, there was more litter there. And you just think, how can that be? And she's even got a little um, litter picker that she bought from the shop. And they're like, oh, yes, these prop- they're the proper little professional. Uh, by the way, they're all busybodies. Let's just say that. <laughs> they're meant to be doing their jobs and things. And they all take it upon themselves. Oh, well, I'll fix this. None of us would want to live next door to these people. Oh, no. Let's Could be you honest. Imagine? It would be exhausting and it'd be so annoying. Leave me alone. So then they like, okay, who, which, who do we go to next? What house do we go to next to help us? Obviously, it's a policeman who's useless. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's not even got, he's just on his bike. And it just looks so. And like, the, what's he gonna do? Like, there's a bug about. And he's like, oh, what, what, like a like a stag beetle? And then they're like, no, a litter bug. He's like, all oh, right. And their clues are, which aren't a clue at all, that it's ice lolly wrappers, crisp packets, and chocolate wrappers. So then they do this weird, creepy segment where him and Miss Hooley have little binoculars. And they're going around looking, but they're looking just at toddlers. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's another bit at the beginning. And the swimming pool. When, yeah, she does a song all about how she likes to watch. Yeah, she has to watch people. And it's because it's a play day. So it's like, oh, do you like to skateboard or go in the pool? And then it's like, oh, I love watching. And then there's just loads of clips of children like in the swimming, swimming bath. Yeah. 
and it's a bit like, oh, that's weird. Weird timing. Everyone's at home today. What do you like to do? Do you like to roll the skate or go to the swimming pool? I like to sit here watching, watching everyone. Choosing what to do today and joining in the fun. But yes, and then they're looking at all of these children, but then the children keep picking up their litter. They have learnt. They're not dropping litter. Oh, that was cute, actually. That was sweet. But um, can I just say, this policeman, so... It's really bothered no, you. It's, like, it's just his job. And in this town, there obviously isn't a lot of crime because a woman comes in and says, oh, there's someone dropping litter. He's like, right, okay, shelf everything else. This is what I need to do today. This is an important task. And he still doesn't even solve the problem. Actually, no, he does solve the problem. He does solve the problem. I'm sorry, PC. He does. I, I take it back. And I get it that obviously policemen aren't, you, you don't want children in any way to be scared of policemen. But, like, at least make them respect them. Yeah. Like, I would watch this as a child and think, well, policemen are stupid. <laughs> they had no luck. They've gone to the pier. They've gone to these places. And they're still... They're not, they've not caught the litter bug. And then they see the um, bus driver getting out and picking up some litter. And then walking away. And you, we literally see it happen. It falls through the bag. And then there's still more there. And oh, this Hooli, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Who, even though she's actually meant to be a nursery teacher, she's also clearly an idiot. Because she's like, oh, well, how did we miss it? Because the, the, there's litter back there already. But and this then, is where the policeman thinks he's a genius. He's now a detective. He's like, well, hang on a minute. I'll come here and I'll show you who's the culprit. And it's like, mate, we, we, we all just saw what happened. It doesn't take a detective to figure that even out. Even if I was like six and I was watching this, I think I'd have noticed. Yeah. <laughs> And then they kind of do the whole thing and there's a massive hole in the bag. And also the bus driver's clearly an idiot. She's like, oh, yes, she's been carrying around an empty bag all day. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I've got a bag full of rubbish. Let me show you. And then it's empty. That would, I would be so embarrassed if that was me. And it turns out the litter picker. She's been moaning. She's been moaning about everyone. Oh, who's doing this litter? These children. Yeah. Um, and it turns out her litter picker would like, punctured the bottom of the bin yeah, bag it wasn't a little puncture so it was a massive hole yeah, the size of half the bag it would have been better if it was like a little hole that would have yeah. made more sense yeah but you would have noticed like even when she put, put it in the bag and it came straight out again you would notice that i think seagulls is a better idea yeah i agree but i mean we're, we're joking around here we actually did really enjoy it and it's a really good tv show for kids i genuinely think that it was it's lovely i really enjoyed it i thought it was really good and it was nice because like you say it got the balance right between being educational and also entertaining and it wasn't too condescending or like patronizing no it was nice it was a good it was the right tone all the adults were great i liked them their little kind of different jobs that they had them doing they did include children slightly where at the end it was like we got some helpers to help pick up the rubbish and it was some toddlers so you could kind of see yourself there as well and I think the format is brilliant. I think this is better, re-watching it, I think this is better than Teletubbies and the Tweenies because you'd kind of put these three in the same group. Yeah. I think that's the best out of the three, personally. Wow, that's high praise. I thought it was very relaxing. I thought the setting was right. The tone was right. I liked breaking the fourth wall, but it not being too full on. I really, and I like the little recaps. There the songs, there if, you go. if it had good songs, this would be an absolute knockout for me. 
Well, perhaps some of the episodes will have good songs, but it was just this one. I would happily re... If we had a child, I'd happily rewatch with them. And I wouldn't be like, turn this off, this is giving me a headache. Well, if you want to rewatch them, I'm sure they're on BBC, CBBC. We watched it on YouTube. They've got full episodes on there. But yeah, go and have a look when you're next feeling a little bit low or, you know, in lockdown and you're like, oh, I feel a little bit stressed. Just stick this on. It's lovely. And you'll find out a story because there's always a story in Balamori. What would you give us on the whole then, the whole TV show? I would give this an eight or an eight, maybe even a nine. I'm going to give it a, um, a seven because for me, it's, it's not in the upper echelons of kids TV. I'd have loved to have worked on this or written these episodes. Oh, really? Yeah, genuinely. Oh, I was really, I was honestly really impressed with it. There I you think. Go. So you're giving it a nine? Yeah. Oh. I thought the format was one of the best we've seen. Insert quiz music here. Ooh, quiz. What is a Basil Brush's catchphrase? <laughs> boom, boom. Correct. What was Aunt McPartland's biggest storyline in Biker Grove? He goes blind. How? Firework goes in his eye. No. He falls over. No. Think of another way. I mean, this is bleak, but think of another way someone could be blinded as a child. What would they be doing? Like, he's a boy. I don't know why that really makes a difference, but... Think about what they'd be doing. Uh, pokes his eye out. But how? Scissors. Running, no. Running with scissors. Oh, no, that's horrible. It was a paintballing accident. Oh, dear. Yeah. Is he not wearing goggles? I don't know. I've never gone paintballing. Maybe because of that. And finally, actress Emma Thompson's dad created which classic kids TV show? The Magic Roundabout. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> three for you. Well I've done. I've heard those questions before, though. I've I've heard them from somewhere. I think it was from me. Where well, when I, was, <laughs> when I was writing them, I was like, oh, interesting facts. But did you get them all right at home? Yeah, that's the real question here. And that just wraps up this episode of Remember This. We hope you enjoyed your stay with us. Stay in Balamori. I would love to live in Balamori. We'll go to Bal- That'll be the first place we go once lockdown is lifted. We'll go, go to, to Balamori. We hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, if you could please like it, share it, subscribe to it, all the above and anything else you can think of. Uh, we would really appreciate it. It's you know, we do this in our spare time, which admittedly we have a bit more of now. But still, we do this in our spare time. We don't do this for money or anything. So we would yes. really appreciate if you could share it because we want as many people to listen to it as possible. Also, any feedback you have, you can tweet us or Instagram DM us or email us or whatever. I've been trying to do a little bit more research into the episode. Don't know if you can tell that. Oh, Jeff. I don't know. I've been trying to be a little bit more with the facts. <laughs> <laughs> having them ready um, so yeah well we... i think it's good because a lot of people could take trivia questions from this yeah go on you... The, you go. Look, i've already given you three boss questions cat. boss cat's a good one yeah i've already given you a couple of questions you can use for your next zoom quiz guys i think that's a really good one why was top cat renamed boss cat in the uk or just what was top cat called in the uk that's what i mean due that's to simpler. top cat being the name of a cat food yeah 
So there you go. We'll be back same time, same place next Monday. I hope you all have a good week. Stay safe, stay indoors and just take care of one another and take care of yourselves. Yes, what he said. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.